to glory land. It won't be long until I take the hand of Jesus Christ with a great big smile. We sit right down and talk a while. Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace. Praise God. Well, welcome out to another night of faith teachings. Praise God. Uh, tonight we're going to be going into creative faith in the Old Testament. Now, we're going to be doing about a three-part series on creative faith in the Old Testament, and then we'll go into a three-part series, I believe, on creative faith in the New Testament. So really, start coming out to these classes. I thank you for each one of you that came out tonight. Praise God. A good turnout. And what we do during this class is we study faith. And in the past classes, number one, we went through how do we get faith? And we found out that faith comes through hearing the Word, hearing the Word of God. A lot of people will say, well, I'm going to pray for faith. Well, you don't have to pray for faith. You've been given the measure of faith when the Holy Spirit came into your life, right? So how does faith come? Faith cometh through hearing the Word. Praise God. Next part of our class on how do we get faith, we saw that after we get faith, that it works through deeds. That faith without works is dead being alone. So in other words, our faith that we do have, it's got to have some sort of deed about it. It's got to have a creative ability about it. It's got to have a corresponding action about it. And if it don't have that corresponding action to faith, if you never act upon faith, it's really not faith, is it? Next, we went into what is faith. And we found out that faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Okay, I gave a little different definition on that, and some of you might have been able to understand it a little better. Let me read this to you. It says, faith gives reality and proof of things unseen. It gives reality and proof of things that you cannot see, in other words. Treating them as if they were already objects of sight rather than hope. Do you get that? Faith treats things as though you can already see them, even though you can't. And we're going to be going into that a little bit more tonight. Okay, we found out that we're to walk by faith. And a big uh, thing that we really got into uh, during these faith studies is to get our eyes off of the things that we can see and to get our eyes upon the impossible and the invisible. Get our eyes upon a miracle, in other words. And take our eyes off the situations, the circumstances, the things of the world, and get up above it. Get up above it in the Spirit. And begin to confess those things as God calls those things that he cannot see as though they are. And so as we get into faith, we get into the unseen. Last week we went into now faith sees the answer. It sees the answer before anything appears. And it begins to confess the answer before anything appears. We found out that the God kind of faith uh, is the faith that calls things as though they are even though you can't see them. And we're to have the God kind of faith as Christians today. The same kind of faith that God had, the same kind of faith that Jesus had when he was on the, the land walking. And we're to have the same kind of faith today as we walk through this life today. It's a creative type of faith. We create things with our words. We can either create a, a bad life or we can create a good life. Our tongue controls our life. We can have death if we talk death all the time, or we can have life if we talk the Word all the time. So that kind of brought you up on what we have been into in this class. And we go into faith each week. We also learn that a, that a faith man stays in the Word. He's in the Spirit. He's lifted up into the heavenly places constantly. He's acting upon the Word and confessing the Word and holding fast to that confession at all times during the day. At all times during the day. Okay, first of all tonight now, going into creative faith, I want to show you how God created the world so that you can see it. So turn with me to Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 1. Chapter 1, verse 1. And God created the heavens and the earth, and he created from the heavenly places by the spoken word. A lot of people will want to say, well, where was God when he created? He created heaven and earth, and if God lives in heaven, where was he before he created heaven? 
Well, that's a good question. Praise God. You know, so we'll have to ask God that when we get to see him. When we go on the rapture, we'll say, God, where were you when you created the heaven and the earth? Well, praise God. I know today that he lives in heaven. He lives in what he created. And it says here in Genesis 1-1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, from that point there, after he created the heavens and the earth, we see that he created other things, seven other things. And if you look with me briefly through Genesis 1 and verse number 3, we'll see it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. In other words, God spoke, and he says, Light be, and there was light. That's the God kind of faith. Do you think God could see faith physically? I mean, could he see light physically before he created it? No, he could see it with the eye of faith. He could see and he knew that if he spoke, that that light was going to come into existence. So the God kind of faith is to speak things into action and into results and into being before you can even see them. And if you can't say it, you really don't have faith. But God is a faith God and he spoke. He had enough courage, he had enough uh, uh, faith in himself to know that when he spoke, that light was going to be. In verse number six, it says, and God said again. You might want to mark that word said. He says, let there be a firmament in the midst of the water. In verse number nine, and God said again. He said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place. Again, in verse number 11, and God said again, he said with his mouth, let the, let the earth be full of grass or let the earth bring forth grass, the herbs yielding seeds and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it, so what? And it was so. Goes on down in verse 14, and God said again. See, God said, that's what I want to bring out here heavily. It says that let there be light in the firmaments of the heavens to divide the day. Again, in verse number 20, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life. Verse number 24, and God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature. And then in verse 26, when he created man, and God said, let us make man in our image, in our image. Now, we are a spiritual being today. God is a spiritual God. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. God is love, isn't he? Do you know God created us in love? He created in us in love. And love, which is God, is the creative power in this world today. If you want to create happiness in someone's life, you go up and love him. You go up and love him, and he will just begin to beam, and it'll change his entire day. I saw it happen here the other day. I came in all full of love, and I walked up to my brother Chuck. I put my arms around him and showed him how I loved him, and, uh, and before long, I just noticed a change in Chuck. Well, it was because of God's love flowing through me into Chuck. And, and it was really a blessing to me. I don't know if Chuck noticed this or not, but I just saw him begin to bubble and just jumping all over the office. And I saw a relationship develop between Chuck and I that we had never had before. Well, see, God is a creative God, and he creates through love today, praise God. So God created us in his own image, in his own image. After our likeness, God created us. After his likeness. And he says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Okay, I want to take you on now to John 1. John 1, verse number 1. I'm going to put some scriptures here together for you tonight that will show you how God creates and where he created from. The main point that I want to make right now is that God created from the heavenly places, didn't he? He created up in the heavens. God is a God that lives in the heavens, uh, and God is a God that lives in the heavens today. And if we have God-like faith, we live in the heavenlies today. And if we are born from above tonight, we are walking in love, we're walking in God, and greater is love that is in us than he that is in the world. Isn't that right? Praise God. We're born of God, see? The love of God is what 
overcomes the world today. The love of God is what spoke healing into existence when Jesus Christ walked this earth. All the scriptures that you read about Jesus, do you remember how many of them says, and he had compassion on the multitudes? He had compassion upon this man. He had compassion upon this man. And then Jesus said, and what happened? Arise and be healed. Arise and be healed. It was the love of God that healed that man. The love of God that went to Calvary is what healed this nation today. The love of God living in us as we face Calvary, seeking God in all his ways. That is what's the healing agent of this land today. Yeah, the love of God created the world. Now, looky here. How do we get the love of God? How do we get faith? Faith works by love, we're told in the Bible. But it says here in John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, the Word is Jesus Christ here. When he said, let us make man in our own image, we're talking about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, aren't we? But here it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. All things were made and created by the Word. Isn't that right? And without Him was not anything made that was made. Without the Word, there was not anything made. Without God speaking, there was not anything made. Understand that? Now, who is the Word? Jesus Christ is the Word. Who lives in us today? Jesus Christ lives inside of us. The Word lives inside of us. And as we begin to speak the Word, it is creative in its action, and we create our life that it goes out in front of us. You have the power to create tonight. Now, what we're looking at is creative faith in the Old Testament. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in you today. The love of God lives in you today. The love of God overcomes the world, and that same love creates healing in this world today. It says here, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Light came inside of us. The word is spirit and life. The word is spirit and life, and it's also light. It says, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Down to verse number 8, it says, He was not the light, talking about John the Baptist, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the light, that light of every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, by Jesus Christ, by the word, by the spoken word, when God said, as we went through a minute ago, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, talking about Jesus, as we come into the world today, as we go out into the world today. We're going to come unto our own too, and his own received him not. When we go out in the creative love power of Jesus Christ today, we're going to be a direct contradiction to the world. Some will listen, some won't, but the ones that listen are going to be reached and touched, and the power of God is going to come into their life. You know that? But there's going to be some that don't receive us too. You understand? Just like they didn't receive Jesus. If they persecuted him, they're going to persecute us, it says. It says, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power. To him, them gave he the ability, in other words, to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Jesus Christ was born from above. He was born from God by the seed, by the Spirit of God that came into the Mother Mary. And it says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Verse number 16 says, And of His fullness have all we received in grace for grace. We've received the fullness of God tonight. We have believed upon Christ and we have become a son of God. That same creative power, the word of God that created the world, that Jesus was when he spoke in this world today, speaks through us creatively today. Do you know that? It speaks through us creatively. And that is God's creative ability inside of us. Now, how privileged do you feel to have God's creative ability inside of you today? When you speak the word of God, knowing that it's going to perform and accomplish exactly what you speak, that it never will return unto God void, that it will always prosper in whatsoever you speak it into. It will always have prosperity in your life. Well, that word tonight is living inside of you through the Holy Spirit. 
Isn't that beautiful? That same creative word. Now, you can go out and create garbage if you want, but I know I got God inside of me, and I know my words are powerful. And I know what I speak, it comes into existence. I know that by faith, I can overcome the world today. I know that by love, which faith works by, overcomes the world and has creative ability in the, to the lives of human beings that walk on the face of this earth. Isn't that exciting? To know that you, a child of God, can walk around this institution and express your love just as Jesus Christ expressed his love upon the face of this earth. And it's going to have a creative effect upon that brother that you, that you love. Isn't that beautiful to know that? Yeah, that's you. That's you. A child of God. Turn with me over to Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1. Talking about the creative ability of God. Now, through this study, tonight we're just basically talking about God's creative ability. But I can't help but go ahead and get into other things like Jesus' creative ability when he was on the face of the earth and our creative ability today. In this life today. Now, we're going to be going in in later studies into Jesus' creative ability and also our creative ability today. Today, right now, creative ability. But right now, I just want you to see that, that God spoke the world into existence and that Jesus was there with him. In verse number 2 of Hebrews 1, it says, "...hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being in the brightness of his glory and the expressed image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down on the right hand of majesty on high." That's talking about Jesus, the expressed image of God. The expressed image of God who is upholding all things by the word of his power. Did you know tonight that you're upholding things with the word of your power? You're upholding things by the word of your power just as Jesus upheld things by the word of his power. Well, what are you upholding today? What are you upholding tonight? You're upholding every avenue of your life which is out in front of you. You can drop it down into the garbage. You can drop it down into hell if you want. Or you can rise up into the heavenly places and walk up there and uphold it up in the heavenly places. You can uphold yourself, your very being, in the heavenly places by your faith tonight. If you can just speak the word forward, the word forward. What is he upholding with here? He's upholding by the word of power, the word of power that is in your life. See, that's why it's so important for you to have the Word of God living inside of you. If you say all day long that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, you're going to go out conquering in the name of the Lord. But if you come out tonight and you say, oh, man, I don't know about that. Oh, man, I, I'm sick here. You know, and you can make yourself sick. You can actually do it by the word of your mouth, by the word of your power, by the word that God has spoken through you today. Okay, Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Turn with me to there, please. Talking about God creative ability. It says in 1, 15, talking about Jesus, who, that's Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things exist. Talking about Jesus, talking about Jesus, the creator, God, the creator, and us, the creator tonight. Us, the creator tonight. Okay, now you know Jesus, he created from the heavenly places, isn't that right? Now when he was walking on earth, he created miracles in the flesh by just reaching down and touching and speaking. Isn't that right? Arise and be healed. And they arose and were healed. Okay. And now he is to create through us. As we create from the heavenly places as spiritual beings. You know, during the last weeks, I have been going into separation, a separation of the five senses, the sense knowledge, from the spiritual knowledge of living in the heavenly places. Now, if we want to, we can live down in the garbage dump if we want. But we have to learn how to live up in the heavenly places. I was walking to work one morning, and God just kind of spoke to me, and that's why I've shared this first part of the class tonight with you. Because he spoke to me, and he said, Charles, he says, I created everything. Everything. 
from the heavenly places. And he says, if you're going to be effective in your spiritual life today, this very day, he says, you are going to have to walk in the heavenly places. You're going to have to walk in the heavenly places and create from that heavenly place that I have set you therein. That's what the Lord said to me. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Charles, he says, you're going to stay in those heavenly places by your faith. And that faith that you have is going to work by love because I am God, because I am God. See, God is love and God creates from the heavenly places. Jesus Christ was the express image of God, the word of God. And when he spoke, he spoke things into existence because of his love inside of him. Your faith works by love. You overcome the world in love tonight. Turn with me to Psalms 91. Tonight, before I came to the study, I was really blessed by reading part of Psalms 91. Psalms 91 at the very end of that chapter, verse number 14. I want to read that with you, and I think you're really going to be blessed with this. Because you're going to find out that love overcomes the world. The creative ability of love. You know, now we're talking tonight about the creative faith in the Old Testament. Well, I want you to understand that everything that was created in the Old Testament was created in love. Created in love for God. What is the commandments of God today? To love thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. And that right, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, well, that was, the, that was the gist of the whole law in the Old Testament. So see, the love is the very important aspect of being creative, whether you're in the Old Testament or where you're in the New Testament. The only difference in it is that we see God creating in love through people in the Old Testament by not living inside of them through the person of Jesus Christ. Then we see Jesus coming and being created, the very express image of love. And then today, we as faith walking and talking people being exalted in those heavenly places with God-like faith are to create in love. Now listen to this in Psalms 91 verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me, his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Isn't that beautiful? I'll set him on high because he has known my name. You know, knowing the Lord today and having a knowledge of the Lord today, where does it set you? It sets you on high. It sets you in the heavenly places. It gives you wisdom. When the faith of God comes inside of you, you're born from above. You're not born from beneath anymore. Remember when Jesus was walking on the earth and he says, hey, he says, you are from beneath, but I am from above. Isn't that what he said? You're from beneath, but I'm from above. Well, you know, I'm from above today, too, because I got Jesus living inside of me. It goes on to say, because he has known my name. I know the name of Jesus today. I know the power that's in the name of Jesus. I know when I speak that name that it raises me up into those heavenly places because every demon has to flee from the name of Jesus Christ. He can't stand it. If you'll begin to put the name of Jesus Christ upon your lips, you'll see every demon flee. Let me hear you say it. The name of Jesus Christ. Get thee hence in the name of Jesus Christ. Begin to put that name because he's given you power in that name. Whatsoever you shall ask in that name shall be given unto you, the word of God tells us. It says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. See, he will answer you in that name. He will answer you. What else will he do? I will be with him in trouble. I will be with him in trouble. It says, I will deliver him and I will honor him. I will with long life or with long life will I satisfy him and will show him my salvation, will show him my healing. When you're born of love, when you're born from above, when you're walking in those heavenly places creatively today through faith, you are going to become a deliverer in this world today. You're not only going to become a deliverer, but in the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to pray and you're going to receive an answer just like that. Just like that. It says here that I will be with you in time of trouble. You know, when you're walking in above today, you're walking above trouble. You're not going to go out there and get in trouble anymore. You're not going to be down there in garbage land anymore, but you're going to be out of trouble. You're going to be above and not down walking in the five senses of this world. It says I will deliver him and I will honor him. Did you know you're honored today? You're actually honored. Do you feel honored? You may not feel honored, but you know what? The Word of God says you are honored. You are honored today. And boy, I, can, I know what an honor it is to be a child of God. It's a real privilege. It's a great privilege to be a child of God, to have the Spirit of the living God living inside of you. 
It says, I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him. Do you know I have long life? I have eternal life. Boy, that's about as long as you can get, isn't it? I believe here he was probably talking about a, about a long life, you know, uh, 80, 90, 100, 120 years. I don't know. But, I, boy, I've got the longest life you can possibly have. And it goes on to say here, and I'll show him my salvation. Did you know that he showed us salvation? That word salvation don't just mean that. It means deliverance, healing, and many, many more. But it means healing. He's healed you completely because you're sitting in those heavenly places. Now, let me tell you something here. We're to speak the word of God. We're to speak the word of God just as Jesus spoke the word of God. And as we speak the word of God, it puts the realm of the devil, the realm of the flesh, the realm of the senses in its proper place. Because as we speak the word, we get up in those heavenly places where God is sitting. And if we got God sitting beside us in those heavenly places, going to bat for us, and a great high priest sitting right there beside the Father making sure that everything that we say according to the word is carried it out, we're pretty powerful people, aren't we? See, we got the power of God living inside of us. And we don't have to go for any ragtime of that old devil anymore. We're setting up in the heavenly places. This is what Paul said. He says, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. You know, we preach the word of faith today. The word first has to be on your mouth. You have to begin to talk the word of God. And as you begin to talk it, it says, and in thy heart. When you begin to talk the word of God, all of a sudden the word gets down into your heart. And it begins to renew your mind. Let me tell you what Paul says about the renewing of the mind. It says there, and, he re- and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Praise God. You know, we've been put above lying. We are to speak the truth today. And as we speak the truth, it renews the mind. It renews the heart. And it renews every bit of us. And it makes us a little Jesus running around this place today. And that's what we want to be. We want to be a little creator today. Except except I'm becoming a bigger creator every day. Praise God. You know, we're going to fly this coop before long. We're going to go right through those walls in the name of Jesus because we're not going for the okey-doke of the devil. We're not going for bondage anymore in the name of Jesus Christ because we're delivered in his name. Praise God. We're righteous in his name. We're made wisdom in his name. We've been sanctified, separated, and called to be a child of God. And I don't have to remain in here anymore. Isn't that beautiful to know that? Because we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I believe God has greater things for us to do than stay in here in prison and talk to one another. I think this is a good boot camp, but I think boot camp's about over. We're going to go out of these walls, you know. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's right. We're going to get going out of these walls. Now, you know, later on in the study, we're going to be walking around the walls of Jericho. We're going to be looking at David and what he did. We're going to be looking at walking through that Red Sea. And, you know, I'm a man of like passion as Elijah, and I can do the same thing. Yeah, that's me, a Christian today, full of the Holy Ghost, risen in those heavenly places. I'm a creator. I am a creator. Let me hear you say that. I am a creator. Praise God, you're full of God. You're a creator. You can speak today. And whatsoever you speak, you'll have it, brother. So you better watch that tongue. You better watch it. You'll become exactly what you say. You really will. You better believe it. And you can put your life right out in front of you and know that you can make it what you make it. You can either speak faith or you can speak doubt. Praise God. Let me go on here. It says, uh, Romans 10, 8 says, again, Paul said, we, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. I believe and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead shall also raise me up from the dead. Listen to what 2 Corinthians 4.13 says. It says, Knowing that he and therefore have I spoken, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. You know, he's raised raised us up. He's raised us up. Let me see if I got that right. 2 Corinthians uh, 4.13. I didn't think I had it right. It says, We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believe and therefore have spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. You know, that's what Paul is doing, and I'm just like Paul. 
You know, I'm going to speak. I have a word of faith about me. I believe in the word of God. And when I speak, I know it has actions. And there's what Paul says. Let me read that again in 4.13 of 2 Corinthians. We have in the same spirit of faith. You know, I have the same spirit of faith that spoke the world into existence. I have the same spirit of faith as being the temple of the living God today that spoke healing into existence when Jesus walked this earth. Did you know that? Did you know you have the same spirit of faith that I have tonight because you're a Christian just like me? You know, the only reason I might be a little higher tonight than some of you out there is because I stay in the Word a little bit more. That's right. Yeah. You got the same spirit of faith that I have tonight. The only reason that I might have a little more tonight is because it might be developed a little more. But praise God, you can develop yours just like mine, and we're going to walk out of here. Praise God. Isn't that right? Those walls are going to fall down. It says, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. You know, you really don't believe until you begin to speak. So you got to begin to speak. Put it forth. Put it forth in action. See, the believing part of faith is the act. If you never act upon faith, it's not really faith. We went into that in the other classes. So you have to begin to speak. He said, I believe and therefore I speak, praise God. So I begin to speak when I heard that. Praise God. We're to create from the heavenly places. Turn with me to Ephesians 1.23 a second. We went through this last week now. But I just want to let you know that you're lifted up into those heavenly places. First of all, Jesus lifted up into those heavenly places. He went down into that grave, Ephesians 1.23, and he blotted out the handwritings and the ordinances that were against you and nailing them to his cross. And then it says in verse number 20 of Ephesians 1, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and he set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Jesus Christ went into those heavenly places far above all principalities, demons, whatever you want to call that, and powers and might and is named not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. He's above everything, and he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all to the church, which is the body. See, you know, we're the body. We're hooked on to Jesus, who is the head today. You know, he couldn't have went if he hadn't have took us, because he, we're his body today. And it says, the fullness of him that filleth all things, that filleth all in all. And then down in verse number five there, and six, it says, even when we were dead in sins, he's quickened us, see? He's quickened us together with him. He's made us alive and lifted us into those heavenly places with him. And it goes on to say, with Christ, by grace you are saved, and he's raised us up together and made us set together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now see, you are the us in this scripture here. You have been lifted up into those heavenly places. You have been, been taken out of the fleshly world. You have been taken out of the situations and the circumstances. You have been taken out of what you can see, feel, touch, hear, and smell in the sense part of this world. You've been lifted out of that. And you've been lifted up with Jesus Christ, and now you're setting in the heavenly places in the Spirit. You're setting in the heavenly places. And as being in the heavenly places, you are a creator tonight. You're sitting there with God, and you have been born of love. Turn with me over into 1 John. 1 John, I just want to show you this just a second so that you can go through and do this yourself. In 1 John 4, 4, Chris and I, we were out on our visit here the other day, and we went through this just one, uh, a few minutes. And I'll tell you what, we were just really edified in 1 John 4, 4. It says, you are of God, little children. Praise God. You can say, you are of love, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he, love, that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Going on down into 1 John 5, verse number 4, it says, for whatsoever is born of God, whatsoever is born of love overcometh the world overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. See, that faith overcomes the world. The faith overcomes the world. And when you overcome the world, you get up into those heavenly places, and you become a loving human being. That's you sitting up there. And as you walk around loving today, you become creative, because your faith is always going to work by love, praise God. Okay, now going into the creative faith in the Old Testament, I want you to turn to Hebrews Verse chapter number 11. You know, you can never have a faith study. I haven't even heard that many people preach on Hebrews 11, really. But uh, praise God, we're going to get into it a little bit tonight. And I really want you to know, first of all, that this is the faith chapter. How many of you knew that this was the faith chapter in the Bible? Praise God. Hallelujah. That's good. But going into the faith chapter of the Bible now, uh, 
created faith in the Old Testament. That's the major message that I wanted to get into tonight. But what I wanted to do, I wanted to link last week with this week. Last week, I don't know about you, but I ended up in the heavenly places. I felt like those old demons was about 40,000 miles from me, and I was so far up that, that uh, I didn't even want to come down. And you know I didn't come down all week? Did y'all come down? Did any of you come down into that world this week? Did any of you go down and get your foot snagged in, in, in that old garbage? I didn't either. Praise God. Did you step on a piece of glass? Did you do anything? Praise God. You know, we've got to stay so lifted up in the Spirit with the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, speaking it at every demon that comes by that we never get snagged by that old world down there. I'm walking on top of the world. I'm walking in God. I'm walking in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Full of faith, full of love, creative ability inside of me. Creative faith in the Old Testament. Verse number one, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You know, we did a whole thing on what is faith, but I want to read you one more definition that I come up with, and I really like this. I immediately, when I heard it, I went and shared it with Brother Bob. Now listen to this. Faith demonstrates... To the eye of the mind, faith demonstrates to the eye of the mind the reality of those things that cannot be discerned by the eye of the body. Now listen to this again. Faith demonstrates to the eye of the mind the reality of those things that cannot be discerned by the eye of the body. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? See, it completely separates faith from the eye of the body. In other words, we don't want to go by what we can see, but we want to go by the eye of faith. So the eye of faith is totally different. The eye of faith is sitting in the heavenly places. The eye of the body is still sitting down there in that sense knowledge down there under our feet right now. I guess you know we're walking on that. Praise God. If you got on earth shoes, you're printing earth all over it. All over it. Praise God. And then it goes on to say here, listen to this. I really like it. It is designed to serve the believer instead of sight. Hallelujah. How you like that? It, faith, see, the eye of faith is designed to serve the believer instead of sight. Okay, you got that? Hallelujah. And it says, and to be the soul, and to be to the soul, or to be to the mind, all that the senses are to the body. Okay? Listen to this. And to be to the soul, all that the senses are to the body. Praise God. The eye of faith is to be to the mind all that the, the regular normal eye is to the body. Praise God. So what do we walk by? We walk by faith and not by sight. Okay, going on into verse 2, it says, For by it the elders, for by faith the elders obtain a good report. Now, this word elders here, you might want to underline it, because during this faith chapter, you're going to see a lot of Old Testament elders. Now, elders today receive a good report if they have faith, if they're up in the faith, up in the heavenly places. But all these men that you're going to see discussed in this chapter right here, they were men of faith. Abraham was a man of faith. We look on down and we see Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Sarah and Gideon and Samuel and Barak and Jephthah and David and Samuel and on Rahab and, and Moses were all men of faith. They were elders of faith and they obtained a good report. Well, go over with me real quick uh, to Acts chapter 6. I want to show you this real quick. I didn't want to skip it. Acts 6. We probably remember uh, Stephen in the uh, book of Acts, don't we? And we remember that he was a man that was full of faith. Now, I didn't really want to get off into creative faith in the New Testament because we're going to be doing a, a complete thing on that. But I just had to let you know about Stephen here. This is the major one in the New Testament that really shows us in verse number uh, 3, chapter 6, verse 3 of Acts. It says, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among ye seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost. See, that was a requirement, being full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, praise God, whom we may appoint over the business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the sayings pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. They were full of the faith and full of the Holy Ghost. In verse 6, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. Verse 7, and the word of God increased in the number of the disciples' multitude in Jerusalem greatly, and great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power and great wonders and miracles, did great wonders and miracles. You know, when you're an elder, when you're full of faith, when you're full of, full of the Holy Ghost, when you're full of wisdom, when you're full of Jesus, when you're walking in love, and Stephen actually expressed his love in the next chapter by, by totally being stoned to death, by not getting off of the Word of God, 
God one bit, but he preached the whole Old Testament to, to those people that were standing around there. He preached it all the way from the time of Abraham all the way to the time that he was standing right there. And he went to the cross for Jesus Christ because he was full of faith. Hallelujah. And the reason why those miracles were created, because he was full of faith. He was full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of the Spirit, in other words. Hallelujah. And he was a man of faith, and he was an elder as far as I'm concerned. In verse number three, it says there, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. What did we see in the beginning of this study? We saw God saying, didn't we? And he says, let there be light, and there was light. And on and on and on and on. See, God said, so it was by the Word of faith, the Word of God, the worlds were framed, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In other words, the world was made out of faith. Do you know your world today is made out of faith? You can make any kind of world you want to make today. You can make a bad world. You can make a sad world. You can make a garbage world. Praise God. Or you can make a loving world. You can make a joyful world. You create your friendship and relationship with brothers. You create healing right out in front of you by the words of your mouth. You are the word of God today. Did you know that? What did Jesus say to the devil when he came into the, into the wilderness there? He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Right? Who is the mouth of God today? You're the mouth of God. You're the mouth of God today. You sitting right here. You believe that? You believe you're the mouth of God? You're speaking the word of God, see? You're not speaking the word of ever who you are anymore. You're speaking the word of God, and you are the word of God. And the word of God coming out of your mouth tonight will never return void. Will never return void. It will always prosper wherever you put it. It will always prosper. It will always prosper, the word tells them. Going on by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Now, Abraham's uh, sacrifice, the reason why it was better is because the blood, the life, was acceptable to God. And in Hebrews 9.22, don't turn to it, but we know that without the shedding of blood, there was no remission of sin. So in other words, God expected blood to be shed. And his was a faith sacrifice. Whereas Cain only offered the, the grain of the field, uh, Abel uh, uh, offered a, a faithful sacrifice, which was the blood, the life. Goes by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not be seen, should not be, should not see death, and was not found. <laughs> Boy, I like that. Praise God. You know, Enoch pleased God so much, hallelujah, he pleased God so much that he got translated where? Into the heavenlies. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? Do you see what I mean? See, Enoch, they didn't even find him. You know, we might get to pleasing God so much around here that we just get translated right into the heavenlies. You know, we just get raptured right on up there. Praise God. But where did he go? Nobody's found Enoch yet. He's still in the heavenlies. <laughs> Hallelujah. Boy, I'm in the heavenlies too, you know. That's good. Hallelujah. It says that because God had translated him, for before his translation, he had, his, he had this testimony that he pleased God. You know, he had a testimony. Enoch had a faith-filled testimony, confessing the words of God at all times, I believe. Let me show you somebody else that pleased God, if you would. Turn over with me to uh, Jesus uh, when he said he pleased God here in Matthew 3, 17. Matthew 3, 17. After Jesus got filled with the Holy Ghost, he got filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Um... In verse number 16, it says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, he went straightway out of the water, and, lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. Verse 17, chapter 3 of Matthew says, And, lo, a voice from heaven, God in heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hallelujah. He was pleased with his Son. Why? Because he was full of the Holy Ghost. He was full of faith. He was full of faith. And we've been filled full of faith with that Holy Ghost when it came inside of us. Let me read you one, I don't, unless you want to turn over to Matthew 12. Matthew 12, 17. Hallelujah. Talking about pleasing God. Talking about Jesus. It says, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved, in other words, Jesus, and whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not strive nor cry, neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed shall he not break, and a smoking flax shall he not quench, till he send forth judgment unto victory. And in his name shall the Gentiles trust. You know, that's me. Praise God. I'm trusting in the one that pleased God tonight, and I'm pleasing God tonight. Praise God, because I know without faith you cannot please God. Hallelujah. 
And I'm born of the Spirit. I got that measure of faith, and I'm seeking more of it every day, just seeking to be more like Jesus every day. Looking into verse 6, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. If you don't have faith tonight, if you're not being creative in your confession, if you're going around talking downness and sadness and, and lack to that, if you're talking sickness, you're not pleasing God, because that's not faith, that's doubt. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently, that diligently seek him. We're to diligently seek him. Jesus Christ is the author and the finisher of our faith. Isn't that right? And we're to seek him with all our heart. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seeking God, being diligently, the ones that diligently seek him with everything that they have. Looking on to Noah now, it says, By faith, Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen of things not seen as yet. In other words, it never had rain before. Hallelujah. It never had rain before. And Noah began to build that ark, began to build a boat before there even rain on the earth. What do you think about that? What kind of faith is that? He didn't see the rain until 120 years later or around, but he started building that boat, didn't he? It says he moved with fear. Now, you know, tonight you can, you can either be moved with fear or you can be moved with peace and you can be moved with joy. You know, if your affections tonight are bad affections, you're going to reap bad. You reap what you sow tonight. If your affections are good, you're going to reap goodness all the time. Praise God. Now, faith condemn the unbelief. I want you to see what faith that Noah did here. It says here, he prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world. You know, as they looked upon the faith of that man, as they looked upon him building that ark, the world was condemned by that. Today, as people look upon your faith, they're going to be condemned on it. And as People begin to see your pleasing, loving, creative life. People are going to be convicted by it because they're going to see that they hadn't got that. And then they're going to come to Jesus as you love them to Jesus. Do you see what I mean? He condemned the world, in other words, by his faith, by him stepping out in faith. And it says there, and became heirs of righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out, first of all, I want you to notice, Abraham was called to go out into a place where he should after receive for an inheritance. If you remember in Genesis 12, 1, Abraham was called to leave his land and to go out into another land, completely uh, leaving his family and everything else, and he went out by faith, not knowing where he was going, but he knew that he was going to receive an inheritance. He obeyed, it says there, number two, and he went out not knowing whether he went. See, that's what faith is all about. Faith is stepping out into the unknown. Do you believe that? See, faith is stepping out into places that you don't know what is going to happen. But by the eye of faith, God might reveal to you, and I'm sure God revealed to Abraham here that everything was going to be okay because he believed the promises of God 100%. He was called out, and it goes on to say, and by faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a stranger, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heir with him of the same promise. Praise God. He dwells. See, it was a promise. They had a promise in front of them. And what did he do? He went according to that promise and went and acted upon that promise, didn't he? The same thing that we're supposed to do today. If we see a promise in the Bible, we're to take that promise and we're to act upon that promise. We're not to go and act by any situations or circumstances that are around us, but we're to act upon that promise. It says, for he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. You know, he wasn't looking for a city, a physical city or anything like that. He was looking for something that only had a foundation through God. Tonight, Today, I know when we confess our release from these prison walls here, are we looking for a foundation out there? Can we see anything? Can, what, what can we see? What kind of vision has God put in front of us? Uh, what kind of heaven has God put in front of us? What, uh, has he, what has he told you? Has he told you that, that you're going to be out there witnessing to uh, thousands of people? Has he told you that you're going to be out there working in a church? What kind, of, what kind of promises have he put out in front of you? You know that he's promised you that he's going to release you from prison, hasn't he? Through the word of God, Isaiah 42. 
7 tells us that he wants us to be released from prison. Praise God. But what kind of vision do you have in front of you? Do you have one that someone has promised you that it's out there? Your mother and dad said, oh, you know, when you get out, you can come home and you can stay with me and we'll take care of you. And, and uh, you can use our car and you can do this and you can do that. Or do you have a vision that is only from God? Do you not, uh, are you not able to see the things that are out in front of you? How much faith are you really walking about? Are you looking at your parole date and saying, yeah, I'm going to be out in 1985? Or are you confessing that you're going to be out a little earlier than that? Huh? Are you going to be happy with what man has to offer and the material needs that when you get out there? Or are you going to be able to look and see that your only foundation is upon the word of God and that the builder and maker of your entire future is only God and not what anybody's doing out there for you? Well, that's what Abraham was doing. He was looking at God. He says also, he says, through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child, was delivered of a child when she was judged past age or when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. One thing these men and women had about God, they trusted God completely. They trusted him with everything, not anything that they didn't trust God with. They had the promises of God, so therefore they trusted God in that promise, just as we're to go to the word of God, we're to look at that promise and we're to go away confessing that promise, knowing that that promise is going to come true without anything else, keeping your eyes upon Jesus. Also, Sarah, if you'll remember, Sarah laughed when that promise first came to her. God said, hey, you're going to have a son. And what did she do? She laughed out loud, you know, behind the tent curtain, didn't she? But she turned around and she began to become a faith child because she believed in the promises of God. Just because you laugh when God says, hey, you know, uh, he might speak to you and he might say, you know, Charles, uh, you're going to be out of prison pretty soon. You know, now I could laugh about that all day long, but pretty soon I could become to say, is that right? Well, praise God, and I can become a faith man. Yeah, and you can too, see? Go by what God tells you and not by what you think and not by what you see. Sarah said, oh, man, I'm 100 years old. How am I going to have a kid? You know, ha, 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 you know, laughing out loud. But she didn't go by that. She went by what God said, what his word said, and she had faith and trust in the word and not in what her physical senses said. Looking in verse 12, it says, Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitudes, and as the sands which is by the sea, sure, innumerable. In other words, there became a whole creation of people. The whole seed of the Jews came born out of, out of Isaac. Many as the stars in the heavens, it says here. And that was the reward of Sarah's faith. You say, now what is the reward of my faith tonight? What is the reward of my faith tonight? You might not be able to see the reward, but you know that God is going to have a reward there. See, Sarah couldn't see that, uh, that she had uh, going to have a... a Thousands, millions of children out there, millions of, of Israelites going out through the deserts there. 400 million uh, or 3 million there after when they came out of bondage there through the Red Sea. She couldn't see that actually, but she had a promise from God. And she saw it through the eye of faith. And she began to act upon that promise. And sure enough, that was her reward. 13 says, these all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off. See, they were afar off. But they were persuaded of them, and they embraced them. They took them with their arms, and they embraced those promises that God had given them. And it goes on to say, and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. You know, when you become a faith child, when you begin to embrace the promises of God, when you begin to be persuaded that the promises of God is going to rule your life and only the promises of God is going to rule your life and nothing else whatsoever of what you see is going to rule your life, you know what? You're going to become a stranger here on earth. You're going to become very strange. Do you realize how strange you are right now? If you're walking a Christian life, if you're walking in the heavenly places, different completely of everything that you're walking on down in that world today, you will understand what I'm talking about. They became strangers because they walked by faith and not by sight. See? Do you know you're a stranger tonight? How strange are you in this world today? Well, I tell you what. You can, by, by how strange you are today and by how strange people think you are today, you can begin to... Uh, see how much of a Christian you are. If you're out confessing a parole date for November 22nd and you don't have your actual date till 1985, you're going to become pretty strange, praise God. You know what I mean? To the world. So they were strangers. It says, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. 
They saw the country, and they saw heaven. That's what they saw. They saw those heavenly places. They were heavenly beings. They had a promise from God of eternal life forever. It says, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. You know, tonight, you can be mindful of all that garbage that you left. You can be mindful of all that lust and sin and, 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 and destruction of life, the booze, the pills, the dope, the sex, all the things of the world. You can be mindful of it, and you can return if that's where you got your mind upon. But you've got to take your mind off the things of the world. You've got to take your mind off the things of the senses. You've got to take your mind off of all the things of that garbage and get your mind in the Word of God. Get your eyes in the Word of God. And as you do, you know where you're going? You're going to be sitting up in those heavenly places, looking down on all that garbage, you know, because you have your mind on heavenly things. It says, if you be been risen from above, seek those things which are above, right? If you be risen with Christ, excuse me, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things that are above. Hallelujah. So we're walking in the heavenly places tonight. It says, but now they desire a better country. You know, we desire a better country. I don't desire to live on this world anymore, this country here. Do you? I desire a better country, right? And I know the only way I'm going to make it better is to walk by faith. It says, that is, and heavenly, and heavenly. You know, I'm living in the heavenlies tonight. Aren't you living in the heavenlies? You know, I'm desiring a heavenly country. And if you're walking by faith tonight, you can begin to see that these people were walking in the heavenlies. I'm walking in the heavenlies. I'm a creative faith child that speaks things into being through love and through faith. Hallelujah. That's me. That's me. And that's you. You're in the heavenlies. It says here, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. God's not ashamed of you tonight. Some of you might think that God would be ashamed of you tonight because of all your sin. But you know, the book of Ephesians tells us that we've been accepted. We've been accepted in the beloved. And God is not ashamed of us tonight. Isn't that beautiful to know that? It says, for he has prepared for them a city. Hallelujah. He's prepared for you a city. And I'm living in a heavenly city tonight. I'm living in the word of God. I'm living in light. I'm living in love and joy and peace and happiness. Are you living there with me? Praise God. See, that's what faith can get you. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, he offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. And of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him a figure. You know, God had told Isaac to go out and to sacrifice his son. Isn't that right? He told, he told Abraham to go out and sacrifice Isaac, see. And Abraham had so much faith that he knew that if he went and sacrificed his son, that God would raise that son back up from the grave because God had promised to bless that seed. That's why Abraham went up and put him on the altar. You know, next week we're going to start right there. We're going to start with Isaac, I mean, with, with Isaac laying on that altar and with Abraham having that knife raised until God said, I have provided you a sheep, a sacrifice, a sacrifice. And that's when God became our provider. And God can be your provider tonight. Did you know that? Your provider in everything that you possibly need. He is your El Shaddai God. And we're going to be going into that next week. Because he became an El Shaddai God, the breasty one to Abraham. And tonight we can know that we have been blessed with the blessings of Abraham through faith. Did you know that? You've been blessed with the blessings of Abraham. Every blessing that Abraham was promised in the very beginning, we have in our possession tonight. We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Well, you can see I didn't get very far on our creative faith in the Old Testament. But next week, we're going to start with Abraham. And we're going to look at some things that came to pass in Abraham's life. Some things that came to pass in Moses' life, Joshua's life and walking around those walls of Jericho. We're going to look into Daniel's life and see him in that lion's den. We're going to look at Daniel walking up to Goliath and, and taking him because of his bold confession and a God that he knew that was right there behind him saying that the battle is mine. We're going to look into the Old Testament and we're going to see men that walk by faith for one reason, because they had a promise from God. You know, we've got that same promise tonight, and we're going to see men that they walked in bold faith, praise God.
And that's what we're going to be going into next week. We're going to start with Abraham, and we're going to move on out through that Old Testament. And then about the, I think it'll probably take us two weeks. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Because if you never have got to walking around the walls of Jericho with Joshua, if you never have been in a lion's den before knowing that God is going to come and get you out, if you never have come up against a giant in life before, you're going to find out what kind of faith it takes to move that mountain, that giant, right on out of the way, praise God. Now, we're going to continue with this faith chapter next week, too, and we're just going to move on through it because you need an understanding of this faith chapter. You need to know that you're blessed with the blessings of Abraham. So let's all stand and let's close tonight, and we'll start there next week. I want to ask all of you to really walk out and step out tonight and really to begin to confess the Scriptures. If there's one point that I want to make tonight is that you're walking in the heavenly places. You're walking in the same place that God created the world from. You know that tonight? You've been raised up into those heavenly places. You're walking in the same place when Jesus Christ walked on this earth full of the Spirit of God, creatively reaching down in love, touching. And I tell you what, if you just try that this week, just go up and tell some brother that you love him. Just really from the heart, tell him you love him. And see what creation or, or see what your creative ability has. And see what you did by creating a little love in that brother. And you'll see his face just come, up, come aglow. Just come aglow. He says, you mean you love me? Well, praise God. Hallelujah. And I tell you what, you're going to see power begin to develop in your life when you begin to put that love to work creatively. Let's go to the throne in prayer. Father, we love you tonight. We just thank you that we could get into your word, that we can get into your faith chapter in the Bible. Lord, I just thank you that we know right now that we have creative ability through your word. Lord, I thank you that that word, that faith that comes from your word works by love, Lord. And I just ask that you move each one of us out now, Lord, knowing who we are in Christ Jesus, knowing that we're faith's children and not doubt children anymore, knowing that we're in the heavenlies and not walking in that garbage anymore. Lord, I love you tonight, and I know my brothers do, for, for making us acceptable in the beloved, for blessing us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Therefore, Father, we know without a doubt that we can do all things through you. Thank you.